To talk CM Punk versus MJF in Chicago and the night Chicago died as MJF upset CM Punk in Chicago. Plus, we have Tony Khan's big surprise. Danielson and Moxley, is it a feud or is it a faction? What could it be? We also have Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez and how that match is money, how that feud is money, but also what else is money but Ricky Starks retained against Jay Lethal in what was an amazing take-home match for me. All that. And so much more this week on two to who? Oh, it's two. Just one though. Got my dude on rampage. WrestleZone.com, and it is two, but just one, two Dynamite Dudes on a rip page. Yes, I am making the return. Finally, we are back. I'm back on track. Marcus and I are getting to get back on a schedule of every Saturday is the plan. Every Saturday evening we're going to do for two Dynamite Dudes. It just kind of fits our schedule a little bit better. Uh, a lot of things cooking. There was some new stuff coming into play from a career perspective for me. Marcus has his career stuff going on, too. Uh, just a lot of moving parts. Finally, we're getting back on track. So, uh, hey, everybody, you're live. And, uh, yes, it is two Down My Dudes on Rampage. And we are back. The return. If you're not familiar with the show, this is all AW talk, the whole show. We discuss what went on throughout the week, what's to come, all that stuff. And uh, we already have Nesha in here. Yes, Nesha, thank you for coming back. <laughs> Missed you too. It's good to be back. Uh, yes, I uh, was itching to do this. I was just telling Marcus um, yesterday, I think it was. I was like, I was watching like one of our old episodes and like just busting each other's balls is great. So I'm going to bust Marcus's balls like crazy since he's not here. He said he could not make it. And therefore, he gets roasted. I will roast him uh, relentlessly tonight. As as I do this show, it's gonna be not super long, but but I do have some big uh big talking points I want to touch upon about what happened over the past week here, and then uh what's kind of been teased and the speculation that's coming. Oh, Stephen Chambers is gonna be here too. Sweet. So yes, uh, if you want to join in on the conversation, feel free to chime on in on the chat. I'll take questions. Uh, I'll take comments. I'll take thoughts. I'll take any roasting of Marcus is highly welcome. He's a degenerate, and uh, I am ashamed to call him a brother right now, quite frankly. Um, yes, plenty of excuses for Marcus, but not enough talk. It's very upsetting. So, uh, but yes, uh, what a week we've had on Dynamite and Rampage. I would say, actually... With the exception of the CM Punk MJF match, I really think Rampage kind of stole the show this week with what was presented. Um, yeah, I think the big thing was, I mean, you think about CM Punk and MJF and we're starting the show with that. But, uh, geez, 
that was something to take home and lots of pacing. I, I can't remember who said this on Twitter. Somebody mentioned it. Mm, maybe it was a podcast I was listening to, but I thought it was a very good point was that when you watch a CM Punk match, the pacing is so different than everything else. And that's what makes it stand out in a lot of ways. And when you have guys like a CM Punk or an MJF working together, um, they're, they both have the old school mindset and uh, are students of the game. So like they're willing to do like pace it out. And that's what this match had. And um, you know, and MJF is just such a sh like shit heel that he um he played hard to get and finally the match happens and here he pulls up off the upset uh a tainted upset in Chicago Punk's hometown uh teasing Wardlow yet again uh his, that face turn is coming but it's a matter of when if and when well not if it's a matter of when it's going to happen uh i think i don't know i want to get your guys' thoughts on it if uh i was almost thinking that Oh, hey, Steven. Yeah, you're here. All right. <laughs> Nesha, you want to do the show instead of Marcus? <laughs> I like it. Um, I think uh, with, I don't, uh, yeah, I want to get your guys' thoughts on uh, what, do, what about Wardlow here? Um, are they playing this the right way? Like, is this taking too long? Is it the right pace? Um, I was like itching. I was like, okay, I want the phase. I, you know, I really wanted the phase turn to happen then. I think because, hey, CM Punk's in Chicago, I think it's uh, like, hey, it's cooking. You want the baby face to get over? But no, they they teased it. Uh, that punk, I mean, Punk lost, and then Wardlow is still heel and still heel roll. But you tell you know it's coming. You just know it's coming. So, um, but they're they're playing the slow game on that. Uh, Warlord joins MJF. That would be interesting. Jeez, you imagine that. Um, I think. Uh, I liked the execution of it overall and like how even the, the little aspect of the announcers not realizing that it was Wardlow who handed MJF the ring when he stepped over uh, MJF. I thought that was really cool. I didn't pick up on that. Okay. So Steven thinks Wardlow does the face turn at revolution. Yes, I could have, I could definitely see that happening. Um, and I think, I think that would be appropriate. And then you got, you got a program that you can run with Wardlow and uh, MGF for a while, at least at the very least until double or nothing. Uh, but I heck, you can go longer than that. Um, so yeah, it would be, it'd be intriguing to see uh, what, what all shakes down. I would like to see maybe um, Wardlow and Punk tag up eventually. And um, maybe MGF introduces a new individual into the pinnacle and then kind of reestablishes the pinnacle as a presence because I mean, they're still together, but how often do you see FTR and them all together? It's been it's been a while since we've seen them all together on the screen together. I mean, Sean Spears comes out with Wardlow. Wardlow comes out with MJF. And sometimes you see Wardlow, Spears, and MJF together, but you haven't seen FTR with them too, too much. Uh, you know, it's just kind of begin, been like here and there. Kind of like the inner circle in a way, which will, you know, we can talk about that too. But I think, yes, uh, I liked it. I liked it. I liked the match. I liked the length of the match. Um, it really, it seemed appropriate It all being in Chicago and everything like that. So yeah, um, I'm excited to see where this goes. And I, I'm all for, um, 
I'm all for this feud carrying on for a while, you know? Uh, yes, Nesha, I agree with you. Uh, Mox is looking very good since his return. Let's talk about that then. Uh, yes, uh, so um, we had a little confrontation with uh, Danielson and Moxley coming after uh, Moxley had a very game match against Wheeler, Utah. And um, it was a great match. I thought, it too, that, uh, you know, uh, Wheeler looking more competitive in this match was very appropriate. And, yeah, Mox does look very good right now, like physically. And then just from a presence-wise, I I think I said after on Twitter, I think I said, uh, like, Mox is like your all-around baby face right now, like what you want out of a wrestler. You're all-around wrestler. I think he, he's at just, you know, he just has that – that organic innate ability to, to connect with the crowd and um, be that kind of Terry Funk wild man. And uh, you know, uh, that's who he is. So like you're getting a lot of authenticity with that, you know? Uh, so it's, it's very cool to see. It's like, you know, that's why him and Eddie Kingston work so well together um, because they're both, you know, authentic. And um, I think Mox is really feeling that right now. And uh, it, uh whether now I want to get your guys' opinion on this too. Would you hope it's a feud between him and, and Danielson? Or do you hope they actually do that faction that they were that Danielson was teasing about? Because he, he listed some names that are fan favorite names, like ardent fan favorites. So like Lee Morority, uh, Daniel Garcia. Who else do you mention? Wheeler. Um gosh, there's a couple other good names that you're like, damn, yeah, that would be I mean, he sold me on it. <laughs> I was like, I just don't know. Daniel Bryan is working the heel role right now. He really, he really uh, was playing into that, ripping on the crowd and all that stuff. So uh, I like Mox in the babyface role. I Desha, I do want them together, but I'm like, I'm torn because I want to see, I want to see Mox as the babyface because he's really hot right now. You know, um, I like Mox with Eddie Kingston too. Uh, I like I like Mox with Eddie Kingston more than I like um, what they're kind of doing with the inner circle right now. Even I like just that uh, ragtag tandem that they go so well together. But they're like you know just a couple of outlaws working together and kicking some ass. Like a couple of lone wolves. Like they're they're sharing the pack at the moment. That's what I like the the vibe that Eddie Kingston and John Moxley give off. Um, so I would man, it's tough. Because I think I would, yeah, you know what? I would like to see Mox. This is how I'm going. I'm thinking at the speed of thought here. But um, I think I would like to see Mox go and feud with Danielson. Danielson finds somebody else to fill that Mox role. And Danielson forms that faction that he was talking about with somebody else. And then you got Mox going up against some other people. Or, geez, think about this. You have a crew of Mox's guys. Versus a crew of Danielson's guys. Like the line is drawn in the sand where it's like, okay, hey, I'm on Camp Mox. I'm with Camp Danielson. That might be kind of cool too. Uh, so, yeah, I think I kind of convinced myself. Uh, as much as I like those two together, I think I'd like them apart. You know, I don't know. Let's see here. Let's see what you guys say. Mox and Brian could be interesting. Mox versus Danielson, Revolution pay per view. Be cool to see them join forces, but I don't see it right now. Yeah, Steven. I think I'm with you. Friend of the show. Yes. Thank you, Nesha. Eddie Kingston, friend of the show. Yes. Uh, we need to get more friends of the show on here. <laughs> I got to put people. We got Thunder Rosa. We have Eddie Kingston. We have Crowbar. Uh, we need to get some more more uh, talent uh, on Two Dynamite Dudes. I'm not against that. So 
We'll see what I can brew up. Hmm? I'll think of something. I'll get something cooking. Yeah, I know. He's got that eye injury. Yeah, he's just not medically cleared to wrestle yet at the point. Uh, you know. Oh, Nesh is a friend of the show. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, we'll get to, we'll get everybody in the mix here. You know, do something. We'll figure something out. But uh, let's go to what's the next topic I want to talk. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with this. This is this has been the the buzz here. The buzz of the early week and the weekend was Tony Khan's big surprise. Um, teased about something maybe on Rampage, but then it ended up hey going to Dynamite. Let's see if I can pull that tweet up real quick. But uh, I thought. You know, um, it's it's kind of like it, it's up in the air with the, what the what the surprise is going to be in regards to what this talent is. Uh, the way Tony worded that tweet was very unique, and um, I think I don't know. It's it could go in several directions, but here's I want to get your guys' predictions on who you think it is. Um, yeah, let me see who who else you guys think it might be, but I want. This was my thought, and I thought about this either yesterday or today. And that, hold on a second. Let me try to find this tweet. Oh, this is all old stuff. What the heck? Okay. Okay, so, Stephen, you think it's Keith Lee? Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I could also, this is who I think it might be. Uh, but I want to listen. I got to bring up that tweet before I say anything, because because um, I could be off. <laughs> they re-signed Cody Rhodes. Could you imagine that? That'd be pretty funny, Nesha. They re-signed Cody Rhodes. Hey, that's the talent we signed. We got him. We got him. All right. So this is the cons full comments on this on this baby, courtesy of who's this? I want to say this is Joe, my buddy Joe, who wrote this, but maybe not. Anywho, thank you everyone who watched AEW Rampage tonight. I have some more info to come here tonight on AEW and Wednesday's announcement for AEW Dynamite. I want to let tonight's great start. Oh, wait, this is different. Okay, so he was just teasing it a little bit on AEW Dynamite Live. A top wrestler will walk through the forbidden door this Wednesday and debut in AEW. More info to come. Thank you everyone who joined us for a great Rampage tonight. See you Wednesday. So then Tony adds, Tony adds. The Forbidden Door can be open for anybody from a, any wrestling promotion in the world, whether or not it's a company AEW is on good terms with, even if it's a, someone from a company that's open for business. They're also welcome to slam the door in the face of their prior company. With a great showing in tonight's AEW Rampage TNT title belt, Isaiah Cassidy has earned a qualifying match for a spot in the face of Revolution Ladder, face of the Revolution Ladder match with a TNT title shot at stake. His opponent will debut. Wednesday and sign a contract with AEW Isaiah versus question mark on AEW Dynamite. Uh, then what else was this? Was this something else? The big announcement for Wednesday's Dynamite that we referenced on AEW Rampage, a free agent of view, and the person walking through the oh, okay, so one and the same. Yeah, they're walking through in the door, signing a contract, and then slamming the door shut on Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. So let's see who you guys say. So, Nesha, you say maybe it's a female. I don't think it is because if it would uh, not be in the uh, the qualifying ladder match with Isaiah Cassie. Uh, you know, they've had mixed intergender tag matches, but AW has not done intergender match. And I don't think uh, they're going to start with this one here. Um, 
but Ember Moon would be cool. I mean, I would like to see her get signed. Um, here's my thoughts on who it is. Like, give me your feedback. Maybe I'm off on this. What about John Morrison? You know, um, they kind of, uh, you know, he's kind of laid low since being released. I don't know if his contract, if what his, uh, when his clause runs out, if he's not past the 90 days, maybe he's not past the 90 days now that I think about it. But geez, didn't he get released around the same time Keith Lee did? Let's see, when did John Morrison get released? I hope you can see me still. You probably can. John Morrison. Morrison. Release. Let's see here. Take a look. November 18th. Where does that put him at? 90 days. November. December. January. It's close, isn't it? Uh, maybe he's got a few more times. Maybe he's got a little bit more. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I But I was thinking Morrison just off the top of my head. And then, you know, because it's just like he, he's an established talent um, that really does have some cachet that um, just been underutilized. Was, I mean, I have it underutilized when it is returned to WWE. I could not believe how they handled him in WWE. You just look at it like, okay, start him off with the Miz if you really want to. Nah, I'm not I'm not big on that. Uh, I wasn't big into that initially either. I was like, but let's get him cooking. They never got him cooking. They kept him with Miz. He feuded with Miz. He was like an underling to Miz. It made zero sense. Uh, I just, I could not fathom the handling. I mean, how many talents can you fathom that work in WWE that have been released? It's just, it's mind boggling to even think about that. I was talking to uh, a wrestler uh, earlier this week about, you know, how there's so many missed opportunities that WWE has just screwed up on, you know, is that many times. Dude, I, Nesha, I would love Killer Cross. I would love it if it was him. Um, they're teasing him MLW uh, big time. So I'm excited for that. Uh, I first saw Killer Cross at MLW Fightland in Philadelphia. So, uh, yes, he fits right into that puzzle piece of MLW. I, I like him a lot. Um, shoot. So, February 18th. Okay, so he's done, Steven. So, he could go. So, he could go. Morrison could go. February 18th is his contractor. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, I would. I, I'm thinking it's Morrison. I'm thinking it's Morrison. So, that's where I would. I mean, I, I'd maybe lay a little bit of money on it. A little bit. Like five bucks. I don't know. <laughs> I, I do sports gambling, so. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, Morrison might be it. Uh, people are speculating Jeff Hardy, but Matt Hardy just broke the news that Jeff's contract is uh, release clause is up in March 9th, I think it is. And then March 10th is when he can start taking booking dates, and he's got a couple of bookings with Matt. Hardy boys reuniting in the ring. I think we will see Jeff in AEW. I don't see why there wouldn't be a reason not to have him there. Um, so, uh, I would love to, I mean, Jeff Hardy, the young bucks I saw, I mean, I'm kind of like, uh, bragging in a little bit of way. I saw them, the Hardys fight the young bucks at the ECW arena in like November of 2015. I think it was Tommy dreamers house, of hardcore show, dude, it was great. And I, at back at that time, I had no idea that the young bucks came out to Mbop at that point. So when Mbop hit, I fucking bursted out laughing. I thought it was fantastic. And so, um, yeah, I got to see that match. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah.
Yes. Uh, the, me and the 2300 Arena, we're pretty close. We're pretty tight. I I frequent that place quite a bit. I miss Philly. I miss living in Philly. Yeah, it's not going to be Jeff Hardy. Oh, Steven, I like this too. Davey Boy Smith Jr. I'd really like that, actually. You know, he you have we haven't seen him. Uh, you know, I think it was some, one of you guys, either you or Nesha mentioned earlier here. Let's see. Uh, oh, Steven, you mentioned it. Uh, the O&R cup. So that would make kind of sense him coming in there and mixing it up, you know, a little bit earlier on. Uh, I would like that a lot, you know, um, he, I, and you know what he kind of got, you know, I mean, they were talking about the talent slamming the door in the face of their old company, but like, you know, he got his, the face his face slammed in the WWE the door. It's uh, yeah, like that was ridiculous. Like you, we didn't see him. He, they, they made, they did a backstage exclusive, like one of those WWE exclusives of him talking. That's all you saw of him because he wrestled a dark match. That was it. Yeah. And we know ne- exactly. Nasha, we never saw him. So, I mean, I would like to see David boy Smith. I think that'd be super cool. They could get him super over there because I mean, like the legacy that he carries the heart dynasty dungeon, uh, you know, the Hart Foundation, all that stuff. Um, heck, even him and Brian Pillman, they, they tagged together in MLW. So you have that, those ties there. Um, that's the thing. It's going to be pretty darn cool. Uh, trying to think. I mean, there's a lot of great names out there that um, could be utilized. Um, I wonder, I, could you imagine if it's like some wild curveball that nobody would expect? I don't know who that would be, though. Uh, but there's a lot of names out there, is there not? So... But I, I will say right here, okay, Nesha, you think it's Braun. Now, that would kind of – that would be interesting, especially in, like, a qualifying match against uh, Isaiah Cassidy. Um, I can't remember what Braun said if he was going to ever sign with the company. Yeah, I mean, wrestlers say stuff, and it's just like they could be kayfabe you. <laughs> they could. They could be kayfabe. I mean, that's the thing, you know. Uh, wrestlers can say – it's like it's like the NFL, you know. Like, if you're, if you're watching a press conference of a coach – quarterback especially in the off season too or like you know before somebody's contract runs out there list like they'll kayfabe you there they'll be like oh yeah you know we're gonna take a look at this guy see how it goes you know, a new coach gets hired they have like a uh incumbent qb that's up for speculation of like you know hey what's gonna happen with this like i'm a jets fan so they we had sam darnold uh the season before here and like robert sala and all them new coach like, yeah, we're going to take a look. We like what Sam's doing. We're going to assess it, blah, blah, blah. Say all that stuff. Say the right thing. And then, hey, you traded Sam Darnold. <laughs> so I think, uh, you know, wrestlers kayfabe, pro athletes, pro coaches, they all kayfabe. So Wyndham Rotunda, I was just thinking about him too, Steven. That would be a good one. I mean, the options are open. Um, Yes. Uh, I Ultimately, I don't know who I'd really like to see. I think Wyndham Rotunda would be really good. Like, you know, I mean, Jeff would be great, but obviously, like we already mentioned, he's he's not in the mix at this moment. Uh, no, it wasn't a good year for us, Nesha, at all. Being a Saints fan, Jets fan, rough times, rough times. I do like Joe Burrow a lot, though. I will say that I'm rooting for the Bengals. But, um, no, I think uh, I think this is up in the air, and it's kind of intriguing. I, I you know... I hope it's really uh, shakes up things a lot. You know, I'm excited for it. You know, it's always fun to have that surprise. And I think Tony Khan's well aware of that. So, um, you know, wrestling is full of surprises. And I think for the most part, you know, AEW's delivered on them. You know, um, when Christian came out and debuted, 
you know, I thought it was, I love Christian. So um, ultimately I thought it paid off. You know, I love Christian in, in the mix. I think he's great. I think he's good on the mic. Uh, I want them to do more with him right now, actually. You know, he's just aligned with Jungle Express, but I think you can really do more with him too. Um, you know, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, let's see here. Okay, I don't have too much, actually, just to talk about. I do want to talk about this. Now, I really thought that uh, Ricky Starks versus Jay Lethal was awesome on Rampage. Uh, really good and appropriate main event. It really, really established Ricky Starks, I think. He getting a clean win over Jay Lethal in the manner that he did. Such a cool way to finish it. Jay Lethal goes for his lethal injection like springboard cutter. No, Ricky catches him in the Rochambeau and slams him down for the one, two, three. That These guys work really well together. Um, and uh, I just think, you know, Ricky getting a definitive win like that is so cool. And very, uh, I think it, it speaks for more to come. So, uh, and then just him with Powerhouse Hobbs, Hobbs coming out in that fucking fur coat and shit like that. Just a sweet ass vibe that Team FTW's got going on. You got Hook, you got Ricky, you got Powerhouse, and then you got Taz. Heck, you know, I think we've talked about this before, how we'd like to see Leia Little Hirsch in the mix of that stuff. So, um, yeah, I think uh, that'll be very, very cool. Um Okay, yeah, Nesha. Oh, hey, Kevin. Thanks for popping in. Good to see you again. Um, oh, you're there for the halftime show, Nesha. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be interesting. I'm I'm very intrigued by the halftime show, uh, Dr. Dre, Eminem. You know, it's weird because in college, I was not an Eminem fan. Like, and this is, okay, college is like, it's crazy to think over 15 years ago for me now. Uh, but I wasn't an Eminem fan back then. I think, I can't remember which... It was like Curtain Call was the album that came out. One that had uh, Toy Soldiers on it. Anything like that. Anyways, I uh, was an Eminem fan. Uh, but I go and listen to it now. And I, I like him. <laughs> you know, I like Eminem. Uh, Dre I like. Uh, Snoop's okay. He's okay. Um, who else? There's one other person. Oh, uh, Kendrick Lamar. He's he's on there. I like Kendrick Lamar a lot, too. Yeah. Uh I am a low-key hip-hop fan. I like a lot of hip-hop, different stuff. I, I like a lot of different music. But yeah, so I think that's a good mix to have in uh, for the Super Bowl halftime show. I, I'm intrigued by it. I will have the volume up for that. I'm going to be in a bar, but I'll, you know, I want to hope to have the volume up for that. Mary J? Like Mary J. Bly is in that? Is she on the halftime show? Um, okay, but yes, Uh Steven, yeah, great counter, uh, starts and lethal. I agree. I just, yeah, I thought they worked really well together. And uh, Team Taz is awesome. They got a great vibe going on. And I think there's going to be uh, more to come with them. Uh, there's a lot of things to go from. And something I really wanted to touch upon was what Ricky Stark said in the promo before, the, the split-screen promo with him, uh, Jay Lethal, Mark Henry. Uh, Stark said it. He's a one of the last of a dying breed. And I think that's such a cool thing to say right now and appropriate thing to say. Cause like you think about it, there is that uh, Ricky Starks is one of those. Uh, he looks like a modern wrestler. He can, he does the modern wrestling thing. Like he looks like a modern wrestler, but he exudes like he's a wrestling like MJF, like CM Punk. Um, Oh my gosh, there's several other names I'm thinking. Like Brian Danielson, 
uh, all of them have that old school kind of mentality. Jeez, there's somebody key I'm missing when I say that. Because um, I was I was thinking of a list of like five names. I was like, all these guys, they get it. They get it. Like if you even look at uh, like, you know, MLW stuff, like Alex Hammerstone gets it. Um, there's so much, many of those talents that, that get it. Richard Holiday gets it. Um, I am like... So the dying breed thing, it's a cool line to say. It's an appropriate line to say. Um, and it fits Ricky Starks to a T. Uh, I I would love to see if him run with that because it's such a cool, cool, accurate, and uh, worthwhile thing to say. Hey, you know what? We don't have Marcus here, that fucking degenerate, but we got my cat Dusty. Hello. Yeah. He's here with me. Um, yeah, so I, I really wanted to comment on that. I thought that was good. Uh Hook for yes, I agree with that, Stephen. Uh, I would like to see. Could you imagine? I would. You know what, Stephen? You're really making some great points because <laughs> really making some great points because I would. You know, I would typically with somebody like Hook, I would say, hey, let's give him a little bit of time to to brew. But like you think about it, look at Dustin's picture. But you think about it, um, if you hot shot him to that TNT title picture like right away. And he gets like an upset win. That's a hot act to run with. I think it. I mean, like you could definitely slow play hook, but if you give him the TNT title like pretty damn quick, I think that's pretty damn awesome to do. You know, um, really shakes things up, if you will. Uh, I, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if he beats like Sammy Guevara has had an amazing run, like beating Cody. You know, in the in the interim title uh, ladder match which, you know, harken back to the Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels uh, stuff. I uh, thought, um, so like Sammy Guevara has been a very uh, pillar cachet, if you will, of what he's capable of doing and moving forward in AEW. So him, uh, Hook, getting a upset win against Sammy like that, that'd be great. Yeah, I like Sammy with the belt too. Um, I think, and yeah, to your point, Nesha, I think there's more you can do with him uh as the champion as well uh cultivate some good feuds and uh things like that where it's like okay stuff is still fresh everything like that's still going uh yeah there's uh, there's definitely you can make sammy have a steady run but i would like to see uh yeah i wouldn't be i, I i'm with steven though on hook versus sammy for the tn title tnt title yeah um where's the hair bands for the super bowl um When's the last time we had it? These aren't, I mean, Rolling Stones, they're not hairband, but they were like the last kind of like rock group I think they had. Remember, we had Bruce Springsteen uh, the one year, Cartney. Um, I always say you should get Metallica. <laughs> I would like Metallica. But you know what? Like, uh, you know, the what they have this year, I think uh, it kind of just, I, it seems like a do to have uh, a group. You know, like the weekend, you know, I like some of his stuff, but uh, it just didn't, it didn't do it for me. I just, I wanted more. Like these guys, what we're having this year is like established names and stuff like that. Not the weekend's not a star, but I mean, geez, I don't know. Like Nesha, we're showing our age, but I think, yeah, I, I would like to have a good mix of, you know, some legacy stars, just like we kind of get with wrestling, you know, so yeah, uh, I'll close it out with this, unless anybody else wants to add anything. Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez. Now, that was the other match that was on Dynamite, along with Sammy Guevara versus Isaiah Cassidy. And Adam Cole doing, like, 
kind of a squash match. Uh, but uh, we had Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez. There's a lot of to choose still from that. I just like those two together. You know, just two tough women just battling it out. And I liked, you know, the AW very rarely pulls the trigger of a DQ finish on there, but they did it with this one, and I thought it fit it. You know, when you do those things, I like that AEW doesn't. Like, they either go win, loss, that's it. Uh, so when you do do one, a DQ finish, it means more. And I thought this was a, a good way to do it was with these two because both of these women should not be taking a pinfall either way at this point, I think. Um, and, like, you know, Thunder Rosa, they're positioning the feud with Britt Baker and Mercedes Martinez is the roadblock in her way at the moment. So um, I like this a lot. I like it a lot. And uh, I'm really happy Mercedes Martinez is an AEW. So, uh, yes, very much looking forward to that. Oh, Steven, you're 47. Yeah. Nesha, you're 42. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're all uh, kind of up there in a way. Um, it's not bad, though. You know, they, people say, um, I, honestly, I feel like I'm 28. I don't feel like I'm 36. You know, I feel like, I, yeah, 28, 26. I feel like I'm in that range. There's a moment where you kind of, I think you, yeah, still waiting for the hater face turn. I'm with you on that. You know what? We could maybe see that kind of happen, you know, where, it's Hater turning babyface, and maybe Mercedes kind of aligns more with Britt Baker as the new enforcer of that. Um, you know, I you know that's not a bad thing. Uh, I kind of like that. Um, geez, I figure I should put touch upon this too. Uh, one of my favorites and Lance Archer going up against Hangman Page next week too for the title. I think this is a good um, short-term feud to kind of um, have Hangman maybe slay some dragons. And uh, the murder hawk is indeed that. So um, I think uh, I think this is this has been pretty fun. I I would like to see um, Lance Archer just get some more television time with Jake. I really want to see Jake get some more mic time a little bit too. Uh, got, establish him and Vicky both as more, you know, as a on air talent. You see them and stuff like that here and there, but you don't like they really put Vicky over this week as a manager too, and her ability to do that. I think there's just, if you're going to have them there, definitely make use of them. I think I would like to see them just get in the mix a little bit more via the mic and stuff like that. And then I would, you know, it's been back and forth with Archer, like of, Hey, is he, is he baby face? Is he heel? What's going on here? Um, you know, right now, I think I'd ride him as a heel for a while, but then, yeah, I mean, get that trick. I was, I was really pumped to see him like kind of be that, loose cannon that's a baby face that an ass kicking baby face big man baby face you know uh you know i just want to see something like and this is a good i think this feud here is pretty darn good i like i like the contrast of the two but also the similarities like archers from texas which is known as cowboy country uh you know uh hangman's cowboy shit and you know all that kind of stuff so it's a very very neat uh, an engaging dynamic that those two uh, can have. And I'm intrigued to see the match go down because it's like, yeah, it's like it, not necessarily David versus Goliath, but um, very much a, very much something to that effect that uh, I find intriguing. So, oh, let's see. Yes. I don't know. No, you won't. I'm saying, I don't know if you maybe tuned in Saturdays. Marcus and I are going to be Saturdays. 
moving forward. Uh, gonna get back on track with it because uh, you know this show. I love this show. I love doing this show, and um, I think it's like I've described it to people as car talk. If you guys are familiar with the NPR, the Tapper Brothers uh, that were on NPR, uh, the one passed away, but um, it's like it's like car talk for AEW. That's how I look at it. It's because the two brothers bust each other's balls, and Marcus gives me plenty of ammo to do that. So, um, <laughs> and I'm sure I give him plenty of ammo too. So I got to get him. We're going to get back on track Saturday. Marcus and I have talked about it. I've talked to him, but you know, Hey, we got to like, the show is great. And I love like interacting with everybody and, uh, kind of getting all this down. You know, we've kind of made a little bit of community with it and, uh, I want to keep it cultivated and keep it cooking. Cause this is fun. I mean, shit, it's like, we're in a good time of wrestling where there's a lot to talk about and AEW provides us a lot of that stuff. So, and a lot of conversation pieces we go with because, you know, what WWE is doing right now, raw and stuff, it's a little stale. And it's a, we're on the road to WrestleMania. It's a little stale. And, you know, Hey, Royal Rumble was kind of a, a kick in the old balls there. I think uh, I like Ronda Rousey being back. I know this is AEW. Uh, I like Ronda Rousey being back. And I thought that was a good thing to add to the Royal Rumble. But, I mean, Brock Lesnar winning after he fought in the title match in the opening match, and then he wins the Rumble. And then we're going to see basically Brock versus Roman Reigns, which is an intriguing fight, but it's like, come on. You know, uh, let's build new talent. And WWE for years has not done that. Vince has rested on his old laurels that he's familiar with. You look at somebody like Big E, who's like, you know, fans get behind and fans want to see get established. He does not get established. He gets an unfair shake. AW is giving you some options, giving you some intrigue um, in creating these possibilities of, hey, what if, hey, what if Mox and Danielson make a faction of these fresh young talent? What if they fight each other? What if, you know, uh, what's going on with Cody Rhodes? What's what's his deal? I didn't even talk about Dan Lambert and Brandy Rhodes. Two heels going up against it. That was a wild segment. <laughs> uh, I'm curious what the ex, like, what the, what the ultimate intent was of that because I think it was to tease Brandy as a heel. I really do. I don't think it was to establish her as a, as a baby face. I don't, I think she was making the point to be a heel and saying heelish things. Um, and I think Dan Lambert going up against her was more establishing something going on with Paige Van Zandt than anything else. And I like Paige Van Zandt too. She's got a presence or uh, body language and facials are great. Um, so yes, I think it was more of an intent to do that rather than like, uh, Hey, who's the baby face? Who's the heel? They're both kind of heels. And so maybe Paige Van Zandt's going to be the baby face that we're going to be cheering for behind everything else. So, um, yeah, I think that's where it kind of stands. Uh, yeah. Royal Rumble disappointing show. Royal Rumble sucked. They pissed me off. That's my favorite pay-per-view. I know that's my favorite pay-per-view too. Like growing up as a kid, I love Royal Rumble. Who doesn't love the Royal Rumble? Who doesn't? But they, they it's lost its fastball. There's nothing that I was lucky, fortunate enough to remember it. But I will be very forthright here in saying I literally, literally only tuned in the last 15 minutes of the whole show. The whole show. I was like, all right, it's still on. I'm going to go on Peacock, and I'm going to check it out and see what happens. I was so disappointed. That last 15 minutes, fucking... One of the worst 15 minutes I've ever seen of a rumble because the stars that were in there got thrown out. 
No, nobody got put over except Brock Lesnar, Shane McMahon, who's not with the company anymore. Hey, could it be Shane? Could it be Shane? Is he under a 90-day non-compete clause with his father? Could it be Shane that shows up against Isaiah Cassidy? I don't think so, but it'd be kind of wild, wouldn't it? That might be the one I'd root for, actually. Just to shake shit up, I'd like to see Shane McMahon there. <laughs> be wild. Be with some odd shit. But, yeah, no legends in the men's. That's what's ridiculous. Um, I, I could not believe it. You know, you want to hype something that much. And, you know, there was a lot of speculation of what could happen. Like there was talent that like, Hey, fans are going to be surprised at who shows up at this rumble. There was like, uh, reports about that going, nothing happened. I mean, we got, we got a lot of good legacy stars in the women's rumble. Uh, but nothing, nothing to write home about in the men's bad bunny did a good job. Uh, but that should just be an aspect that you like about the Rumble. That makes that Rumble good. But you need all that other stuff to keep it going. And uh, they didn't do it. I so I'm I'm just like apathetic about WWE. Apathetic about it. So hey, that's why I do this show. Bam. All right. Listen, guys. So yes, Saturday nights starting this week, we will be on there every night. Well, Saturday night every week. You know, unless uh, some reason that uh, we can't, but um, that's going to be our day Saturday night. So mark it down. So, listen, <laughs> Stephen, I I only see beer. Like I don't get even the inside bits about beer right now. I love Cesaro though. Cesaro, oh man, just the guy I just want out of there. But he resigned with them. He resigned. So did Sammy. So did Kevin Owens. Hey, whoa, jeez, I didn't think about this. Samoa Joe. I think he's ready to go, wouldn't he be? Or maybe he's got some more time. Samoa Joe would be great. Okay. I'm saying it's going to be... My heart wants to say Samoa Joe. My head's thinking John Morrison. I could be wrong on both. Let's say... All right. I'm I'm sticking with John Morrison here. But Samoa Joe is definitely a possibility. As long as his contract is up. Which it might be, because it wasn't he under NXT rules, anyways. He was released. Yeah, I think. All right, I'm saying Samoa Joe. Okay, Samoa Joe, that's my pick. I'm going Samoa Joe this week. All right, guys, uh, you want to? Oh, got about a month or less to go. Okay, so maybe not then. All right, I'll go with John. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> Bronze, your pick, Nesha. All right, I like that. Uh, Stephen, why don't you? Say who yours is before we, we head out. I will plug my shit as we go. You can follow me on Twitter at Dominic D'Angelo. You can follow WrestleZone on Twitter at WrestleZone.com. You can follow, uh, you can go to WrestleZone.com for all wrestling news needs. Okay, Keith Lee, that's what that was your Stephen. That's right. So um, also, I'll plug for Marcus at freeshows.com. That's where he works. Uh, you know, Give that a check out if uh, they got a lot of cool stuff going on right now. Uh, or tonight they had Serena Deeb for their top guys, a special Q&A with her to do something. Uh, and they, they get a lot of good names in that mix. And then uh, even today, uh, Eric Bischoff randomly called 10 people from the subscriber count uh, and just bullshitted with them. <laughs> Random phone call from Eric Bischoff. Uh, so they do some cool stuff on there. And I got to say too now, I am a part of their kind of, I guess, sister site is Podcast Heat. 
So if you've checked out uh, the Matt Hardy podcast, uh, the new Wives of Wrestling podcast, which just released today, the first episode, there's also some other podcasts on there that uh, I, I do their social media and stuff for. So I've started doing that. It's been, it's been a fun ride so far. Uh, the Matt Hardy Extreme Life podcast is really good. I, I very much recommend it. Matt gives uh, such a good, interesting, engaging perspective uh, from a modern standpoint and just from the legacy standpoint of being in the business. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're firing, plugging for fire, Marcus. I, I like it, Nesha. I'm good for it. Uh, but yes. Um, and then the Wise Wrestling has been a fun one to cover too. Uh, I very much uh, enjoyed Kim and how she got introduced to Randy Orton, her husband. Like not physically, like face to face, but how her kids introduced him to she saw him on tv <laughs> like we all did so um yeah really cool stuff give that a check out uh on your podcast feed of choice it would be wise of wrestling it would be uh, the extreme life and heck if you're interested in nascar i also do another one give i'm giving him a hard time oh yes you definitely have to give him a hard time on saturday i will give him a hard time on saturday it's gonna happen so yes but um yeah so i guess that's what I got cooking now. I'm. It's kind of my work schedule is changing up. It's been getting a little wild here in Pittsburgh, and it's been uh, it knock on wood. It's been a refreshing one. So uh, it's been nice stuff. So all right. I know I got it easy there, Nesha. So thank you guys for tuning in. I'm happy to be back, and we'll be doing this every Saturday night. So tune in, and uh, thank you guys. Again, Stephen, Nesha, Hassan, thanks for dropping in. And we'll talk to you guys later, okay? All right. Take care, guys. See you next week. Or see you this Saturday. <laughs>